Hi, I'm Ashley Appa. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week, we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap the iconic series. Where everyone is hot and no one calls an adult. Let's, Let's go, go, bitches! bitches. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Call an Adult. My name is Ashley. Hello, Haley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am okay. Before we get started, we just uh, we just had a chat about this. It's very, very hot here in Melbourne where we are today as we're recording. Mm-hmm. And so I have a fan on and my window open um, because I can't not or otherwise I will melt. And there is someone weed whacking right outside my window. And my dog will occasionally bark at that. So lots of sounds coming. You may not be able to hear them, but just a heads up. So that's how I am a bit And if we seem a bit low energy, we're trying not to be, but we are pretty hot. Uh, we're pretty hot. Neither and of us we're... have air con. No, we're sweating out of every that, orifice. It's a cute thing to know about us. Is, um, we don't have air con <laughs> in either of our homes. That's cool <sighs> and, and that's... fun and cute. That's cool and fun and cute and also um, teaches you kind of what level of of, uh, class we are, you know. We're like, we're not not wealthy enough to have air con. And that's hopefully, hopefully, you know, somehow that will change. But at this point, you just have to deal with the fact that we are just working our hardest in a hot climate. I don't even, like, I didn't grow up with aircon. I don't really need it, um, but I would love ceiling fans because our house doesn't mm. even have that. So I'm like, oh, like, if I owned it, first thing I'd put in is ceiling fans for sure. Smart. Yeah, Smart. anyway. How are you, Haley? I'm all right. I'm just warm, um, but I'm getting my <laughs> booster this Woo! afternoon. Going to get triple vaxxed. This episode will come out kind of weeks after that, but... That's good because also we're in the middle of uh, this is and this episode starting off in such a sad way. No, it's all I'm good. Other, other than like Omicron and all that and like the heat, I'm feeling really good. 2022 is going to be like really nice for you and I, Ash. We're going to have a good Absolutely. time. The pod Our is beautiful great. beautiful listeners. We're lucky I'm having, to have them. We're having such a good time on Instagram. Like, people are just awesome. Everyone people that follows Call an Adult. And if you don't, go follow it. Like, it's really, it's awesome. It's really fun. Thank you. Shout out to every single person who sends messages. Actually, also, can I quickly just read out, because um, we put out a thing, I think it's like over Christmas, about like, mm-hmm. oh, where are you listening from? And obviously we can see that in the stats, even though we don't check that very much um but we've got people listening from melbourne australia of course new york kodiak alaska canada texas wisconsin new jersey england manchester ireland finland uk ontario island again england again (laughs) So, but these are just the responses of people, and they're just the responses. answering our question of where are you from. So, there's more. I mean, we've read the list of everywhere that it shows up that people are listening from, and it's extensive. And we're very grateful. And you know, it's wild. You all know, we've, so we've said cool. this before. This is just a fun thing for us to do. But we're really grateful for all the people who enjoy it. So, thank you. 
thank you so much. You're awesome. And I hope, I hope all our listeners have a wonderful 2022 as well. I hope all your dreams come true and mm. you watch as much PLL as you want. And we hope that PLL The Perfectionist is good whenever that comes out. Oh, wait, isn't that already out? No, that's the one that's the next one. I think The Perfectionist is the one that's already out. Oh, is it? Oh, wait. Yeah. What is? Yeah, true. I think that's actually been going. What's, um, what's like, what are they? What is that called? The one that's like being talked about a lot. Um, the reboot one. Yeah. Um, it has like a specific. It's going to be called Original Sin. Original Sin. My apologies. It clearly shows I haven't watched The Perfectionists. Do you want me to read a little article that says everything we know about it so far and then we'll get into the episode? Yeah, why not? Okay, PLL has only been off the air for four years, which is insane. What? But uh, that's what it says. When was this published? This was published, I mean, a month ago. So it's not wrong. Um, the stars are already linked. It's confirmed. Um, the original series aired for seven years. Yes, we know this. boop, 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 boop. Um, it will be called Pre-Lies Original Sin. The tagline is, it's not what you think, bitches. So, okay. Um, sorry, I'm just like... Isn't it pulling like a Gossip Girl where... It sounds really good. I think it's pulling a Gossip Girl where it's like same... I don't know if it's like set in like a neighboring town, but it's kind of like same world of like the girls exist in it, but it's not about them. And it's like linked to the original mystery. Well, I know that um, it says um, the creative team has someone named, um, her last name is Aguaya Sakasa, is oh, attached to the project. Someone. Aguera's Sakasa. Um, I think I butchered that. But he's from Riverdale. Uh, yes, it's saying um, who gave the wild plot twists in terms of both Riverdale and PLL attached to the project. Seems like a good choice for them to be combined. Is super writing something. I'm really not explaining this at all. So I'm very bad <laughs> at paraphrasing out loud in my brain. I remember, that still makes sense. I remember um, reading like an article like this and being like, this actually sounds fucking sick. Like this sounds really good and I will watch. Well, this Riverdale person said, "We're such huge fans of what I'm Arlene King and her iconic cast created. We knew that we had to do, do we had to treat the original series as hashtag canon and do something Ugh. different. All right. So we're leaning into the suspense and horror in this reboot, which hopefully will honor what the fans loved about the hit series while weaving in a new unex- while weaving in new unexpected elements. Great, I love it. And all Sounds we know great. of the plot." Is according to Variety, the new series will be set in the present day, 20 years after a series of tragic events almost ripped the blue collar town of Millwood apart. The series will supposedly center around a group of des- a group of disparate teen girls who find themselves tormented by an unknown assailant and made to pay for the secret sin their parents committed two decades ago. I think the episode that we had Dale on, we read that. I feel like I think so. I think yeah, that makes sense. Because I was also. I was about to say, like, you know what would be really cool is, like, a series that's a flashback about all the parents in Rosewood. Because that's what Riverdale does. Like, yeah. Anyway, so I think I already knew that and subconsciously, I forgot. And now I'm just subconsciously, like, copying their idea. Which is really cool. Which is really cool. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it sounds great. Go watch The Perfectionists because it's out. 
<laughs> we haven't and we probably never will, but you should. Um, it's got it's because it's got like Ali and Mona in it. Yeah, I watched the pilot and I was like, I hate this. Is it set so, in a college? I don't know, and I don't They're care like to know. Nah, anyway, <laughs> this Maybe is we'll me literally being like, sorry, guys. I'm so hot that I'm like, I can't even think about things. We have brain right in front of me. Honestly. Um, on that note, let's get into the episode for this podcast episode. We are covering season two, episode four, Blind Dates. This episode was directed by Dean White and directed by and and written by Charlie Craig. Go on. Came out on July fifth, two thousand eleven. And now, let's see what the twelve year olds have to say about it. Are we ready? I am. So ready, and then I'll tell you what Stan, the Australian streaming service, said about it as well. Of course. All right, it says, To celebrate Emily's, quote, acceptance, end quote, to Derby University, Pam Danby. invites Samara over Did for dinner. Did they say Derby? No, they said Danby, and I'm just, I've got Ashley Derby of Housewives <gasps> of Potomac on the brain. That makes more sense. Anyway, continue. <laughs> that makes more sense. Samara <laughs> is able to convince Pam that Danby won't be the only school interested in offering Emily a scholarship, giving Emily time to figure out what to do next. Lucas worries about his upcoming date with Danielle, so he asks Hannah to double with him and tells her to bring Caleb. Unfortunately, Danielle thinks that Hannah is interested in Lucas. To convince Danielle that there is nothing between her and Lucas, Hannah and Caleb pretend to be on a real date. Ooh. Hannah goes to the therapist alone for the first time, for the first time even, but isn't willing to open up to her. However, after Lucas thanks her for helping him with Danielle, Hannah realizes that she can't allow Ali to control her life anymore. She goes to see Dr. Sullivan again and confronts her past. Meanwhile, Aria learns that Mike has been lying about playing basketball after school every day. Spencer goes to Ren to ask him for help in tracking down Ian, but he refuses. She's finally able to convince him to trick Melissa into bringing him to Ian. That's a sentence. So Spencer can follow them there. When Ren gets the word, the liars follow Melissa in a car to a cabin in the woods. A few seconds later, Melissa screams. And when they enter the cabin, they see Ian's dead body sitting up against a wall along with a gun and a suicide note in which he has confessed to Allison's murder. And then an A ending is there where A puts Ian's phone in Spencer's backpack. Wow. Action packed. This is a really good episode. This was great. I I had... Uh, a really fun time. If we had more listeners that we knew watched Real Housewives of Potomac, I would really start the bit that we call Danby Michael Darby. <laughs> Michael Danby. Michael Danby, but I'm not going to do that. I feel like it is a bit niche. Michael Darby doesn't need any more airtime. No, and, he's a bad man. And Ashley Darby, there's too many Ashleys in this canon currently. We've got. Absolutely. Ashley Appap, Ashley Marin, and Ashley Benson. We don't need Ashley Darby. No, we don't. Oh, that was funny. Okay, here's what Stan has to say. I think Stan um, has gotten a bit better. Like, this one is slightly better, but they do love a one line. Uh, Stan, the streaming service in Australia, they say about this episode, a chance encounter for Aria brings back surprising memories. (laughs) Great. What? Cool. Um, it's better than like A terrorizes the gals. Like it's a bit. But it's, it's absolutely not the core element of the episode. That's no. so silly. I want to work for Stan and like write these and just kind of 
skim the episode and be like, I don't know, Arya does something. Arya sees Jason with his tits out. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Oh my god. Also, okay, so- heads up. Oh, one content warning, I guess, um, for suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, that will be kind of a big thing. I feel like in the next two episodes that's going to come up. So obviously, if that is triggering for you, maybe give this a skip or I don't know. Make sure you take care of yourself. Um, yep. And also, I'm going to say Mike's a cunt a lot. <laughs> I think because he is. Because I've written that a lot. I don't and like he these heavy mic episodes. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. No, absolutely um, not. Unlike, can I say, Mike's Mike, the king YouTuber oh extraordinaire who just recently finished his three-part unhinged, appropriately unhinged recap of PLL, and we have to get you. him on the pod. We ha- that's the goal. That's a new goal. Twenty twenty-two manifest. Let's manifest. Go. Um, but to all the listeners out there, if you haven't already um, seen us promoting his three-part series on our Instagram stories, have a look for it or Google him. Find it. It's so he's good. He's a king. Like he's PLL. a Melbourne if you, king. He's a Melbourne king. If you've seen it all, though, don't do it if you haven't seen it all. Yeah. It is literally just him going through the whole plot. It's very good, though. All right. So this episode. So this kicks off with Spencer. She's at um, JB Schmidt's porn shop because if we remember in the last episode which we covered in terms of recording a while ago so i needed that recap at the start of the year um spencer sold melissa's ring so she could buy toby a truck yes so So now which is dumb i'm gonna heads up this is a clown episode for spencer spencer i'm i think my notes are pretty tough on her in this episode she's usually great pretty dumb this whole she is having a clown of an episode yeah. And it's going to be called out. And I'm sorry She's to say. She's flopping. She's flopping. Left, and right, okay. and center. It makes her relatable to flop. Yeah. We all flop. Anyway, so she's at this porn shop. And then the rest of the girls are hanging in the alley behind the dumpster. <laughs> it's a huge alley. <laughs> huge alley. Um, and they're afraid. Aria is like wearing a very not Aria look. And I like it. She's got like a green jacket, hoops, and a bandana. I wrote. Aria is wearing a mix between a rockabilly and a jock. She's like a got like a a jockabilly. <laughs> a jockabilly. You heard it here first. A jockabilly. Aria jockabilly Montgomery, because she's wearing like a headscarf with her hair kind of back and giant hoops, um, with little pieces of hair, the slut strands as as mm. the kids would have called them in the early two thousands, yes. hanging out, and then a like Letterman jacket. And they don't make sense together. And it looks kind of, I'm like into it. It looks I'm good, like, yeah. I'm really into it. Yeah, mm. it's, it's nice. It's good. Um, and then back in the pawn shop, the pawn shop guy gives Spencer a fucking horseshoe instead of the ring. And she's like, what the fuck? Where's my ring? And he's like, you didn't, this isn't what was on the receipt of what you gave to me. He's being a shifty little bitch. And then Spencer gets an A text that says, just my luck. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. A. That's a good A text. That's Mm. a good one. And we, when they're good, we say they're good. We say they're not. They're not. They're not techno boy toy. (laughs) I didn't feel much sympathy for Spencer in this because I'm like, she's like screaming at him. 
She's and also like, selling her sister's engagement ring. She because also she like expects it to just be ready for her, and it's like it could have been sold in that time. It is an engagement ring. Like you can't. I understand getting annoyed that you're being like gaslit, mm. but you can't like sell a ring and then expect to get it. Like it's just gonna wait for you. As they say, she girl bossed too close to the sun. She did girl, and now too this close man is gatekeeping and gaslighting in response to that. Also, and that's just the way it goes sometimes, unfortunately. That's just the way it goes. And then, um, yes, she has that really the good text, I will say. Um, and then there's, like, really big, great Gatsby vibe. Like, out in the alley, they get, I think all the girls get a text. Or I can't remember what happens. And then, like, it zooms up to, like, these eyes watching. Oh, I remember what for happens. For the Lars Oswald or something. There's a, there's a billboard and it says, someone's watching you so look your best for an eye doctor, I think. Yeah, which I can't remember. And the eyes Gatsby. look fucked. They look like a child drew them on this billboard. It's very funny to me. They look like they're crossed or something. Yes. It, it looks bananas. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a great Gatsby reference. Because there's always it like probably the, is the the doctor T J Eckelberg like eyes watching over anyway, and they would PLL would make a Gatsby reference. They, they love it. Um, um. Anyway, then we got got a secret. It's great. And absolutely. We keep it. Um. And now Ella is teaching at Rosewood High, and she's taking over Mr. Fitz's class. Oop. Boopity scoopity poopity boop. My also, question is, yeah. how is Ella allowed to teach her own daughter? Surely she would It's been... a conflict of interest. Yeah. It is a conflict. It, I mean, fucking your teacher is also one, but literally <laughs> like being mother and daughter or parent and child is a conflict mm-hmm. of interest. And I'm sure the school has enough money to like hire a, like different staff. Oh, yeah, they would have to. Like, I, I don't think money is the issue. And I just want to say... Um, there's a lot of like meaning behind the fact that Byron has made his famous double berry pancakes because Arya's like, we haven't made that since, I guess before they were like fighting. And I'm like, the meaning of these double bears pancakes is crazy. Bears peas. But also, is this the end of Messy Byron if he's like making his double berry pancakes again, Ash? Like a week ago, Messy well- Byron? Well, I would say that if you're making pancakes, you can't help but get a little bit of me- uh, get a little bit messy. You got flour, That's true. you got milk and eggs, maybe. That's you know, true, you, baby. You, you can't be in the kitchen making pancakes without being a little messy. So I think I think our king is still around. Being a little messy in the kitchen. I want to see it. Him with I a want a whole episode of just Byron making a mess. I want a spin-off series of Byron <laughs> teaching people how to cook. <laughs> While, like, drinking beers and getting, like, too, too, like, lit with everyone. Yeah. The other characters come in, like, they're... Okay, so it's Rosewood Cinematic Universe, right? Mm, mm, mm. But it's Byron as a cooking show, you know, <laughs> like Jamie Oliver. Or, like, Gordon Ramsay when his kids pop in. But the people popping in, it's not just, you know, a la... Aria Mike. We've got everyone coming in. Wilden. He teaches he teaches Detective Wilden to cook pork and it's like a joke. Like, haha, because you're a He teaches AK. Ashley Marin to make any meal. 
He teaches her to make lasagna because the lasagna box. True. He's like, you need to eat. I think you just have black coffee and wine coursing through your veins. And then he's like, remember when we almost went on a date because there was a power outage? They make toast together. Didn't he like come over to like make toast? He came over to use a printer. Oh, printer. <laughs> yes, he came I, over to make he, toast. Like, wink, like, wink. Didn't he bring bread? At, like when he came over again, I think he brought like bread to toast. Maybe. It was horny. It was, it was so horny toast. Ella really shouldn't be teaching Arya's class. That's cooked. And now we're at the Hastings house. Melissa is doing something shady. She's been sus with Ian's passport saying she, quote, needs it for the insurance to claim on her wedding ring. Yeah, right, bitch. Mm, I don't think. Uh, 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 uh. Melissa's uh. really... Tori DeVito, who plays Melissa, is great. I want to give her have credit. We, she's have great. Have we covered whether or not she's related to Danny DeVito? It's spelled differently, I Sad. think. Um, we haven't covered that. Let's get her on the pod and talk about it. <laughs> Let's like, ask how does her. it feel to maybe not be related to Danny DeVito? Tori DeVito, no relation is now how, how we have to respond. Tori DeVito, refer no relation. To does a great um, job in this episode because Melissa's horrid. Um, yeah. but she is very good at acting. It, it needs Next. to be said. We have Ashley Marin pouring her coffee into her thermos so high up, but she doesn't spill it. So I say Slay Queen. I say, Slay you know Queen, what? go It off. looks insane. I literally have like, the same note. No just drops. Like <laughs> Ashley pouring a coffee in corporate clothes. Of course. Of course. That's it. That's all we need is this corner of the Marin kitchen. Ashley in some gray corporate clothing pouring coffee into a thermos and i'm that's like canon oh i've i'm settled in i'm in the that's, world that's canon or as we referred to it a few episodes back kunanan kunanan <laughs> that's andrew that's kunanan uh next lucas is making hannah go on a double date with he and danielle from yearbook who cares oh there was also something um i don't know why this like made me kind of laugh because ashley was like go to therapy bitch and I yeah. was like, go off queen. And then Hannah just goes like, wow, my week's really shaping up. And I don't know why <laughs> that really like tickled me. I'm just like, she's having a shit week. She's like, my week's shaping up. Love that. Sing it. Um, uh, next, the Danby swag arrives um, the Danby swag. for Emily. And it, there's a note and it says, so happy to have you on our A team. Uh-oh. I have a question yes. about A, because A sends like this Michael Darby merch, <laughs> this Danby merch. I love this um, Michael Darby merch rather than Ashley Darby merch. I, yeah. <laughs> he would try and have his own merch and try and swindle people into buying it. Anyway, and he would be A. He, oh, he is A. He sucks. Um, my question <laughs> is where does A get the funding? Like what funding gonna- body do they go to? Who is funding this? They're all in high school, so they don't have jobs. I don't know. I would like without an giving anything away as to who A is at this point. Obviously, we know, and I'm sure a lot of people oh, do true. know. That's true. I, but I the ending. There is. Um, there have got to be ways. Is all I'll say. Yep. For the person who is A at this point. 
But also, it is insane. It is fucked. It is, it is so much. Of I just want to know. I just want to. I want to get some of that funding. Um, yeah, sugar daddy more like sugar a. I was just gonna say, on like Lucas and um, Hannah doing that like double date or like talking about the double date. Lucas says my stomach feels like a rat fell in fry oil, and I'm like, the fuck, like. Uh, it's actually. I actually thought that was very funny because there's a reference just before they're talking about the cafeteria food and she's like, why aren't you eating? And he says, oh, I don't feel like it. And she's like, oh God, did another rat fall in the fry oil at the cafeteria? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, I feel like a rat fell in my fry oil. Oh, that is funny. I actually thought it was pretty funny. So take take it back. back. I'm canceled. (laughs) That was funny. She's done. Haley's done. I'm done. No. You can never I'll write done. a book about um, being cancelled. I'll write a book about being silenced. The start a podcast about being silenced. Um, that is funny. I don't know how I missed that. I must have been like writing about the funding. Yeah, probably. And then um, being like, why is he saying that? I actually kind of talking about it. rats. Um, my next note is in all caps. Caleb is so hot. His hair. Ah. Literally same. Mine is in all caps, Caleb and Hannah scene, and then like sob face, and then he's so hot, and then also <laughs> Lucas staring in the background. Ah! Lucas is just in the background. Ah! Lucas is just there. He so Caleb, Caleb wants to go like, on the double date, you know, because he's like, well, this is you know, this is an excuse for me to spend time with Hannah, even though she thinks it's not a real date. It's just for to help Lucas. Like, I want to be around her, and they're going to be quote wing people um, for K for. Lucas and Danielle, and I would like to say that wing people, um, otherwise known as birds, sorry, but wing yeah. people are just birds. Just say birds. Just say birds. <laughs> just say birds. Tweet, tweet, just say birds. Tweet, tweet, just say birds. Like, I don't know. I don't want to tell anyone how to live, but just say birds. Um, what was I going to say? Also, Caleb just, is it just me? Or did Caleb look more hot than usual in this yes, episode? He was wearing he like did. a grey jumper. And I guess he's trying to win Hannah back. I don't know, but it his was... His jawline was like popping off. His, his hair's got a little kind of little curl to it. He was he's so beautiful. beautiful. It was fucked. It was fucked. It was um, a real prom. It was prom, 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 prom. It's prom o'clock. I've got it a hard cover Hard cover prom. Buttercream jeans i'm not waiting for my crazy bread i want his i want that here we're now. crazy bread for the lot of cream all right <laughs> just a, just a bunch of references um next we have spencer running like literally running into ren at the hospital he's just coincidentally opening doors she's there to see him but this was the way that moment. this happens is huge clown moment there's an, a hot nurse next to him that he's like showing a file to <laughs> I wrote hot and female doctor. Hot female doctor. Oh. Because I wasn't sure. Because I also was You're like, probably right. I'm, I'm like, what is wrong with me? me? No, no, I'm I have just no sexist idea. pig. I don't uh, know. Call me Wilden because I'm a pig. Color. He was wearing blue and she was wearing pink, which I don't know if it's just like the binary or if that means like one is a doctor or a nurse. Um, Not lock me up is what I say. Cancel You're me. You're cancelled. I can't wait for your book. Thank you. Um, she, Spencer... This is a clown. This to the hot off. nurse and asks for her to, quote, not be there. That was and fucked. I'm like, these chaotic. people really just saved someone's life. And you're like, um, can you not be here? I'm like, no, Spencer, can you not be here? These can people have a job to do. Leave Ren alone. I mean, I know he's the pedophile, but also you are right now 
coming into his place of work. And it's surely he's on a list, or he should be on a list. You should keep away from him, please. Yeah, Uh, keep away from each other. Um, Spencer is just having a really entitled rich girl clown episode where she doesn't know Mm. how things work, which is fair because she's a teenager. Like I am, like I get it. I'm like, look, she doesn't know, but it's just it is cringy in this episode. For sure. Um, And in this conversation that she has with Ren, Ren confirms to Spencer that he gave Melissa drugs to give to Ian because he is, in fact, alive and he's staying somewhere outside of Rosewood hiding. So that's a big scoop. It's a big scoop of ice cream. Yum. Slurp. Next. Then we're in therapy. Yes. Hannah's in therapy alone with Alanis Morissette. I love her. She's great. Although Hannah leaves like three minutes in. What a waste of money and time. Yeah, they really don't know how much therapy or this therapist would cost. And again, that's sort of not the girl. Like, I'm like, look, these girls don't know what they don't know. And, and there's something later in the episode where I'll bring, we'll, we'll get back to this, but they really don't understand just in general the bounds of therapy, the no. boundaries, the construct. They just seem to think it works on their time for them whenever they want she has no yeah, clients and it's silly it's rough but it's rough we love the therapist she's very patient and Hannah has we have a good moment with the therapist I think later yeah we do so we sit um, through it then we get um, shirtless Jason before we get shirtless Jason we get the <gasps> most insane rock and roll basketball montage <laughs> a montage I like haven't seen in the show like, I haven't seen this style. It's just, like, a bunch of, like, men playing teens who are topless playing basketball with, like, some rock and roll music. And it's, like, chaotic. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, yeah, but uh, Aria has to go, like, give her keys to Mike or something. Um, I will argue there has been something like that before, but it's just Emily swimming. It is. It's like the em- like, which I love. We love, like, a swim montage. There was also, like, one great... Um, like clothing, like fashion, like little like fashion show in the bedroom one. But I'm just like, without all the girls, this is really fun. Like it is just like setting the scene of like, oh, look at all the young men of Rosewood. I loved it. It was very funny. And then we, we see Jason Topless and it is Prum City. He's so hot. He's, oh, oh my God. Okay. But I would like to say. He begins a conversation with Arya, unprompted starts just going on a whim about how Trauma he wishes dumping. he could forget his youth. <laughs> it was so wild. Jason's just, I think it's because he's living in the big house alone with nothing, but he's like Japanese cartoon porn books or whatever. <laughs> he's Japanese and he's just like immediately just. And by the like, big house, you don't mean jail. You mean like the De Laurentiis mansion. The, the De Laurentiis house, maybe jail. Hey, Maybe it's ja- he's in a prison of his mind with these thoughts. His body's spouting them out to Arya it unprompted. Is so wild. She's just like, "Oh, where's Mike?" And he's like, "I try to forget everything about my youth because it was tough." And Ali was like the favorite, and I was. I think that comes out later. But um. I smoked a lot of weed. And also, I liked your pink hair. I miss oh my it. God. He wanted to fuck her pink hair. Creepy pedo. But so that hot. Was, Sorry. Oh my god. There's a bit with the pink hair later. That's very funny. Um, but yeah, Jason immediately is trauma dumping and it's very funny to me. I like it. Yeah. Um, next we have Emily 
telling Samara that she wrote the Danby letter? Why would she do that? Have they not learned that they cannot trust anyone? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she can trust Samara, but like, what? Don't. Don't trust anyone. Anyway. Trust um, no one. In this scene, also, Pam has done a full 180 on being fully okay with Emily's sexuality, which is good, but just seems so unrealistic because she's now at the point where she's like, Samara, come over for dinner. Celebrate with us. She's just meeting this woman. Yeah. Like, it's such a, such a complete revolution from where she was with Maya. And it, I just don't fully... It hasn't been enough time, I think, no. for that to be realistic. It could have been, like, a fun thing to explore slowly. But also the show is like, no. The show is like, no. The show is like, no. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, Samara is cool. And then at the Hastings house, Spencer's absentee parents have left her a note to like look after Melissa, I think, or there's like a note on the door that's like, yeah. we're out. And I'm like, be home. <laughs> be home. Be home, Veronica and Peter. Be home. Then there's like, and then so Melissa, uh, Spencer like goes out to the barn and realizes Melissa's in the shower. So she goes through a big suitcase. That is next to the door. That ha- Yeah. Yeah, and then it has like a giant thing of shaving cream in it. <laughs> it's, it takes up like a quarter of the whole luggage. It's so big. And, and I was like, is this like, a plot point? Someone going to shave? She, <laughs> like Melissa's it was teaching so someone to shave. That I was like, oh, is this like yeah, part of it? Then I was like, no, it's just like she just, someone needs that much shaving cream. <laughs> um, and then in the suitcase also are the pills that Ren gave Melissa and Ian's passport. Ooh, so Which like has his passport? She's going to take the stuff to Ian. The photo on the passport is stunning. It's crazy. It it's like a hit. I think it's just like... Um, his headshot, absolutely. It's Ryan Merriman's headshot. It's wild. Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to his headshot photographer. Yeah, truly. And then Melissa gets out of it because then Spencer like runs like she like hides around the corner melissa gets out of the shower so fast so quickly like spencer closes the door behind her or like doesn't even close it just leaves and then a second and a half later there's melissa as if she wouldn't have seen you know it's just anyway spencer hides behind a bush that's there's that whole thing um and then next mike is being a little shit who won't say where he's been he's being so fucking annoying also, right before this, because I think this kind of transitions with like Aria and Spencer on the phone talking about that stuff. And then I think Aria gets off the phone and like sees a picture of her and her family um, when she has like the pink hair. And Aria caresses the pink hair. She like touches uh, the photo. She touches the photo and like just runs her finger over her pink strand. No. Because Jason no was me. like, I like that pink hair. And that was. The funniest thing I've ever seen. I was like, this is amazing. This is, ah. And then yeah, Mike is horrible. He's being so vague. And he kind of like, because Aria's like, you haven't been at basketball practice. Lewis, the MVP, told me. We, we stand Lewis, by the way. We stand. And Lewis was like, no, he hasn't been here in months. And then Aria's like, oh, my God. Like, where is Mike? And um, Mike threatens Aria by being like, well, I know you've been hanging out with your friends, so I'll, like, tell mum and dad. And it's like, Ella knows. Ella caught them in the hallway today. And also, like, Aria, who can... Ugh, I know it's the premise of the show. 
but it's bad. But Arya should tell her parents about Mike because it's worse than her like catching up with her friends outside of therapy. Yeah, yeah, he's being an elusive, sneaky boy, and that's not okay. I hate him. He's an MRA. He's all right. <laughs> he sucks. He would um, be. He absolutely would be and is. Um, next, the double date sucks, lol. <laughs> Hannah is trying to convince Danielle that she shouldn't be jealous of her by, like, asking Caleb to put his arm around her and then she just stares. So so Lucas and Danielle are outside. Danielle's feeling insecure that apparently she thinks Hannah is into Lucas. And so Hannah's like, Caleb, put your arm around me. So she thinks that it's fine. But then she just stares at them. Yeah. It absolutely looks like you're looking at them and I I think I had the same note. Like, I had the same note. It was just like, oh, no. Um, Now, Just just hook up with Caleb. It's fine. Hook up with Caleb. Let us watch. Just fucking let us watch you hook up. We don't want the silhouettes in the tent. We want want no tent. We want you guys to fuck on the grass. Edit the tent out. (laughs) In post. Edit out the tent in post. Show us the show tip. us that arched back. Show us that arched back. Um, <laughs> oh, the arched out. back. His shoulders. His shoulders in the shower. We can't stop thinking about him. Oh, <laughs> A beautiful <laughs> sight. Uh, next, Melissa is putting the suitcase of stuff in her car. Oh my god! And Ren is calling from the hospital and telling Melissa that he thinks Ian has a staff infection, so that. He can convince Melissa, like, I have to come with you so I can help him. But secretly, Spencer is getting him to say that so that she can follow behind Ren in the car and they can find out where Ian is. So shit's about to go down. Shit is about to go down. Not a clown moment for Spencer. Cool moment for Spencer. I'll say it when it's cool. Detective moment for Spencer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, next, Hannah shows up at the therapist's office, and this is what I was alluding to before. And she says because it's because she needs to talk. And, mate, that's not how therapy works. This bitch is definitely booked up. She said her appointment, when she gets there, the therapist is like, Hannah, your appointment's not till next week. And she's like, well, I need to talk, so, like, fit me in. That's not, that's not at all how it works. You paid for your hour-long session, and you left after three yeah. minutes. That's your choice. Also, she's wearing, like, this sheer, like, grey trench coat that's very adult. Yes. I think in this scene. Um, And I was just like, wow. Very adult of you to choose to go to therapy. But also, you can't just go when you want. No, Um, you got to book an appointment. you got to book an appointment. Come on. In her appointment, Hannah says that Alison was both... The best friend and the worst enemy she ever had. And I wrote, that's a lot, babe. That's a lot, babes. It's a lot. That's a lot, babes. Sad. And she can't believe it took her that long to realize it. Hmm. And then Ali has a really fun, like, cunty cameo. And she's like, <laughs> you have what I gave you. And I'm like, I love this. I love it. It's like her imagination or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because Ali kind of, she, Hannah has to talk to the chair. This like talk really to the hand more like talk to the chair. Talk to the chair. Talk to, talk this, to like, one of those chair, chair hands. Remember those those, yeah. hand, those chairs that yes. are hands. <laughs> she has to talk to like the ugly. Um, oh my god! Someone should make one of those chair like those hand chairs, except it's the thumbs from Spy Kids. <gasps> oh, talk to the thumb. 
And also there's a line in Spy Kids where he says, I snap my fingers and he clicks and he goes, and my fingers snap you and then the thumbs appear. I'm a big Spy Kids fan. Spy Kids is so good. It's incredible. It's, it's so important to the culture. It's, it's just like it's, it's essential viewing. Um, I'm trying to remember. Shout out to Alexa oh, yeah. Vega also, and Daryl Sabara. Um, truly, Ali is just a, like a, an emotionally abusive, or like she's a she's yeah. an abusive friend. She's a sociopath. She's bad. yeah, like it's <laughs> cooked. She's cooked. But I'm proud um, of Hannah because she's empowered in therapy. Yes, I hate that later on in the show, without any spoilers, they really try to make us think that. Allison is redeemable and not um, a sociopath because yeah. she clearly is. You can't you can't go back from the way that she behaved. Anyway, no. um, next shock: Doctor Sullivan's office, right after her appointment with Hannah, is broken into, and someone has written "Nosy bitches die" on the wall in what jungle red? Allison's color. I love that. Um, what's her name? What's the therapist's name? Dr. Sullivan. Dr. Sullivan. I love that Dr. Sullivan like picks up the clock because I guess that was <laughs> yeah. a thing earlier in the episode that um she talks like her and Hannah kind of reference the clock, I think, because of, I can't remember how long the therapy session goes for. And then she like picks up the clock being like, oh, my clock. My, my clock. <laughs> Time. Time goes by so slowly, said Madonna. Time Next. goes by. So slowly. so slowly. The drama the drama is amped up in the next scene because Melissa is on the move. And Arya says one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, which is, I've got 911 on speed dial. You could do that or you could just type three numbers. You can type nine. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quick. <laughs> it's I also want to say. As quick, I would say. Another clown moment for Spencer where she hangs Ugh. up on Ren. Let people finish their sentences when they're speaking with urgency. It happens a lot. It happens in the next episode with the funeral. Like Spencer doesn't let Emily like finish her sentence. It's like, no, it's like, it's fine. I'm not going to hear you out. It's like you at this time in this climate in Rosewood, you all Mm. need to hear the end of every sentence ever, ever. Even if it's about Danby, even if it's about Pamfield's scrapbook. Important. I don't care. Let people finish their sentence in and that Rosewood. Is Haley's uh, promotional campaign for mayor of Rosewood? You heard it here first. Ironically, I cut people off constantly. <laughs> so do I. I but mean, I'm not in a murder mystery yet. No, hopefully exactly. ever. Hopefully, touch wood. Even yeah. though when I was a teen, I like wanted to be in this situation. Silly. Fun. Silly. Um, Silly while, while they also, and then Spencer Melissa. sends an SOS text. We know how I feel about SOS texts. Give some Silly. context if yeah, you absolutely. can. Um, and then so all the girls get in a car, giant car. We've talked about this before. How do they afford these giant cars? Are they their parents' cars? We'll never know except for the fact that Emily won a Honda Civic, I think. That's the only thing we know about one of them having their own cars. Um, Melissa's on the move. And they are following and they get to this like abandoned shack. And then they they're hear also, Melissa scream. They hear Melissa scream. And there's too many of them. Yeah. They're like Yoshi with like the eggs <laughs> behind him. Like, you know, what? like there's too, 
there's too many of them. I think two of them should be at the car, like standing like at post or something like just being like, we'll stand there. Cause I think it's like four people is really obvious. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot. Um, and then, and then yeah, Melissa screams, we go into the barn. What do we see? Ian's Ian dead. Ian is dead. Part two, Body. the remix, two dead, two die. Two dead, one cup. Two dead, one gunshot. Gun. <laughs> one gun, one horseshoe. Oh, the horseshoe. And one suicide note saying that he killed Allison. Oh, oh, and I have. Um, well, this is where I wrote. Tori Devito can act. Um, do I'll read out? I want to read out the letter. I think it kind of comes up in the next epi anyway. But let's read the letter that yeah. I had to find on Google Images. Um, okay, I killed Allison. I lost my temper. Temper with a capital T, because she with a capital S knew to with a capital T much. But there's only so there's a lot of like random capitals and it like bugs me. Um, uh, but we know why in the nep- next episode we find out why. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the copy editor really the copy editor leaped out of me that I'm just like reading this note, no context, being like I don't like the way this. But yeah, that's right. Emily decodes it. Okay, I killed Allison. I'm such a cl- everyone's gonna hate me after this episode. I'm saying so many clowny things. It's crazy. I killed Allison. I lost my temper because she knew too much, but there's only so much you can bury. It won't be that easy, but I know how to get rid of the pain. I can't run from the law. Come and find me, Ian. Yuck. Sad. And then at the end... Sad. There's an A scene where A is watching them all in the shack putting a little red Motorola flip phone... In Spencer's bag. Ooh. Ooh. Also, the horseshoe missing felt like a bad third beat of a Harold. No one's going to know what that is, but it. <laughs> Some people will. Our fellow it Chicago like trained improvisers out there will know. Um, can you explain what you mean by that? The, the horseshoe as in the one that she got from the pawn shop? or is, was, Yeah, well, was at the, the end they pan up to the roof and there's a horseshoe missing on the roof. Oh, so that's the horseshoe. That's the horseshoe. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I Sorry, get, I'm I, dumb. I'm a little No, no, dumb, no. Dumb. I, like, oh, you've, I've missed so much stuff in this episode. Weirdly, the horseshoe was the one thing I was like, what the fuck? Um, someone explain the horseshoe, please. Me? Um, no, 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 no. That's. Oh, that's, thank God. That's me. Get to, I'm, I'm fading. I'm fading. I am. Fast. Fa- I am like. Cooked. Let's let's get to our seggies. My neck, my back, my pussy, and my buttercream. Let's buttercream. Go. They're all sweating. <laughs> Here's what I was gonna say. Um, trivia. I just grab. <laughs> Everyone, Haley just said trivia and then just grabbed her breasts, <laughs> her tartars, her titties. <laughs> I have no idea her why. Her bazungas. We're losing it. This is crazy. This is really bad. Um, this is really the bad. Trivia... She said she grabbed a handful <laughs> of boob meat. Just to like lift them up. <laughs> They're not bad. They're great. Go on. <laughs> Everyone. The thing that's bad is the heat. No. If you got them, grab your tits. If you got them, grab your tits. 
all around the world. Trivia twisted. The ninth book of the Pretty Little Liars series was published on this episode's original air date. And Mm. like the book, this episode ends its current storyline and moves on to another one. Woof. Okay. Just clearly going to check IMDb. Good trick. Yeah. So is that about like, yeah, the E, like this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, the storylines are like which A it is at that time, which murder they're following, which, yeah, that makes sense. Let me pull up the trivia according to IMDb. Because that was from prelittleliars.fandom slash wiki which is one of my favorite websites. Outside the pawn shop, there is a billboard. Oh, there you go. Oh, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Outside the pawn shop, there is a billboard advertising an eye doctor named Lars Thorwald. Oops, I said the wrong thing before. With the slogan, someone's watching over you. Lars Thorwald is the character played by Raymond Burr in Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. In that film, Thorwald is being spied on by the main character, LB Jeffries played by James Stewart. Okay. I feel like it is also a big Gatsby reference. Because the yes. movie Great Gatsby would have been coming out at this time as well. We decide what it is. And we decide, we decide what that. it is, actually. So it's not up, up to PLL to like tell us. IMDB, more like IMD who? Sorry. IMD me. IMD us. Oh. That's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, let's do some segments. Um, who is the hottest adult of this episode? Jason I think it's Dr. Sullivan. Oh. Who'd you say? I said Jason with his top off. Ooh. I, true. The trauma dumping say... not hot, but him topless, yes. So hot. Okay, Jason and the therapist, great. Also, Ella did look great because Ella was like, how do I look? Ella looked like Kyle Richards from the back, which I think we've said. Ooh. And then I yelled, goodbye, Kyle, to quote Ken Todd in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Important. Um, but she does have like Kyle Richards energy with that like long brown hair. Great. Um, what's the yikes of this episode? What is the yikes of this episode? The small yikes? The small yikes. Um, um, I would say Mike being a little dickhead and just... Yeah. Not giving any courtesy to his sister who's trying to find out what he's doing, where he's going, and why he's yeah. like lying to everyone. He's, he's so annoying. Selfish and such a little dickhead. He's truly so annoying. Um, yeah, I'm going to back that, I think. Because I think I've got, like, Spencer could go there, but I'm like, eh. She, she'll, she'll hear it somewhere else. Who yeah. gets a buttercream? Caleb for me like I just think Caleb was being so good to Hannah and he's hot he absolutely and I just want to feed him he gets it from me too how could I not yeah with a with an arched back like his he absolutely gets a buttercream from daddy Hastings which is us which is who needs to wait for crazy bread Spencer Spencer needs to wait for crazy bread thousand percent she needs to stop cutting people off mid-call she needs I would to say stop also yelling Hannah, at like service workers she needs I to stop yelling at just essential workers and people that are just trying to do their job absolutely and i'll say also hannah with the therapist just like she needs to wait yeah. for crazy bread and figure out how therapy works before she i think so yeah abuses the system 
So they have to wait, actually. Um, also, the chick who Lucas is on a date with, Danielle, she can also just, like, chill out a little bit. Take it down a notch, absolutely. Yeah, if you're so worried about, like, Hannah being into Lucas, that's fine. Like, he's into you. Just enjoy. He In, her, in Danielle's head, it's like, well, Lucas turned down Hannah. Just enjoy that you got the guy. I don't know. Don't be don't be silly. Don't be silly, Billy. Don't be silly, Carly Rae Jepsen. She looked like she had the same hair as Carly Rae Jepsen, which I stand. Um, hardcover for me, it was Jason playing basketball or just standing there, tits out. Yep. Yes, it was. Amen. Same. When Jason gets the tits out and trauma done, you know what? I like it. T T trauma and tits. Get him out. <laughs> Some tits and trauma. Is that title of it? Maybe. <laughs> Jason's tits and trauma. Done. I feel like our titles are getting more and more like explicit. ridiculous. Yeah, oh yeah. Ridiculous yeah. and like uh, great. <laughs> for me, I like that I have not explained these segments either for anyone listening no, for the first time. If people are listening up to here, they know the segments. They must. And if they don't I hope so. You know what? We love and appreciate you for continuing to listen, and we're not gonna. I don't think we should. If you're listening for the first anymore. time and you're like, "What are these words?" Keep listening, listen, listen back. We'll start from the start, whatever suits. But we do explain the segments. But I am so hot; it's like 30 degrees in this house. No, we can't. I'm losing my tiny mind. Let's go next um, seg. Soft cover. For me, I'm only saying this because I didn't get to. I had a note about it and I forgot to say it because um, this wasn't important in the episode. But Lucas is like such a victim of like everything in his life. Yeah, yeah. Because he's kind of like talking about like, he. I think at this, when he's talking about the date, he's like, oh, I stuffed it up. Everyone's going to be like talking about in yearbook count. I'm like, oh my God, like. Calm down. Yeah, like don't stop. Bl- I don't know. It just like irked me, very incel. And it gave me a soft cover. Yeah. So soft, I'm just going to say that. It up. I'm going to say that and... Everything Mike does and says gives me a soft cover, makes me yeah. angry, makes me sad. That and I guess suicide gives me a soft cover. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Next seg. That's it. That's the seg. Of course, of course. Well. Unless we added more in like. But- uh, no, no, that was it. That was it. We um, can add. <laughs> Imagine if we added Prum and Chum, which is just the same as hardcover, softcover. No, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> Haley, I love you. Everyone listening, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you for sitting through that. Yeah, and for being here. Continue to engage with us on the Instagram. Please. Send us your thoughts, feelings, anything you want, anything you, you want, if you want us to include something. If you, hey, if you want a, a fun message to shout out on the pod for the next time we record, do it. Send yeah. us a message. If you hear this and you're like, I want to say a specific message, I want to shout out. We will say yeah. your name and your message on the podcast if you want. If you to. have a hot PLL take, give it to and us. You want it addressed we'll on like the podcast? Post on the stories as well. Yeah. But yeah, like we kind but of want to start. Yeah. You want it on the pod and we'll fucking put it on. We love you all. We'll put it on the pod. Um, thank you so much. We will talk to you guys. Ash, soon. I love you. I all love our listeners, you. I love you so much. We all love you. And you know, I what? also love that so many of our listeners live in the northern hemisphere and probably cannot relate to us being hot. They're no, probably like, I'm probably freezing not. my titties off. And shout out to all of us just trying to get through weather. 
Let's do it together, no matter where Let's we are. Let's do it together. Let's do all it right. together, getting through the weather. Love, Love you all. And no matter the temperature, close, close your damn your damn blinds. Blinds. May Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Calling Out All. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at call.an.adult, as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Haley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget, shut, shut your, your damn blinds! See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.